Hey, good evening, everyone. Uh, as Aaron said, we're two, uh, we are Josh and Hannah Coldagelli. We've been with Kaleo for just a little over two years, two years and like a couple weeks, uh, really. Um, so we were going to talk about kind of our experience of what brought us to Kaleo and then our experience over the past two years uh, as well. So I thought it'd be best to start with where we were when we first moved to Arizona. So we're both uh, classic Midwest transplants from uh, the upper Midwest. I'm from Wisconsin originally, Hannah's originally from Michigan, where church culture is very different in the Midwest than it would be out here in Phoenix and even though we're not coastal, the West Coast. Uh, just a very different uh, culture and experience. I grew up in the church uh, and I grew up with a mom who worked in the church who wasn't allowed to teach in the church, who wasn't allowed to have a voice in the church, even though she worked there for a very long time, uh, who has called me once a week the past three weeks because the church she works in once again reiterated that she cannot have a voice in that church. Um, so kind of bringing some of that with us uh, in, our, in our packed and loaded cars to the desert. And when we came out here, we wanted to find a church where we felt safe and seen, and where we settled when we first moved here in the summer of 2019 uh, was not that. Uh, it seemed like that at first, uh, but later as we moved on, as the COVID-19 pandemic started and revved up, we realized that the place we were was not a place for us. Uh, it was not a place that uh, respected our safety, that respected um, some of our pasts as well. Um, circling back a little bit to right before we moved here, Hannah and I met in a small college town in Michigan where we both individually had some abusive church experiences at two separate churches, uh, which for as small of a town it was and how many churches it had, not a very good percentage of, uh, <laughs> of healthy churches there. Um, but that's what you get with a lot of small college towns. So bringing that baggage with us wanting to find a place that we could be challenged but not shamed, uh, be seen but not taken advantage of, and uh, we finally found that with Kaleo in January of 2021. So we were sitting down at coffee in December of 2020 uh, when we thought COVID was over, and it wasn't, um, and we kind of were just sitting down and we looked at each other and we were like, we need to find a new church, don't we? <laughs> and uh, we we couldn't have been happier with with where we where we ended up. So it was a Saturday afternoon in in January, and we kind of typed into Google like churches in Phoenix, <laughs> and Goyo was at the top. And so we re and we saw you know that uh, we were meeting outside. There were masked meetings. There were uh, things that were kind of validating some of our concerns with re-entering in-person church after the disruption that uh, COVID-19 started and continued to cause uh, during, during that time between March 2020 and even now to this day. Um, so we, we came and we walked in and we were, we were instantly greeted by Chris and Chase at the time and Aaron was just about to be ordained. I think Aaron's ordination was our second Sunday, second or third Sunday at Kaleo, and that was something that was really reassuring to us. It was seeing 
not only a woman, but a woman of color being validated and honestly anointed to, to be a leader was something that we uh, were proud of and wanting to be a part of seeing uh, a community that was small and intentionally placed in downtown Phoenix for reasons to actually help downtown Phoenix and not just kind of be another colonizer, really. Um, and to find a place like that, it was something that we thought honestly wasn't possible. Or at least, I don't want to speak for Hannah. I thought wasn't possible. Um, through 2020, through the culture wars of 2020 that continue, through the political culture that continues, I still believed in a Jesus that cared about justice and love and compassion for your neighbor, but I, I was starting to not believe that a church that cared about justice and love for your neighbor and compassion truly existed. So after uh, being able to finally move back inside at Kaleo, starting to have meals again, continuously reassuring that we made the right choice, and now um, Hannah's going to kind of talk more about our time here over those past two years. Thanks, Josh. So um, Josh kind of gave you guys a little background of like how we found Kaleo, but um, one of the big reasons we also left our previous church and like also um, the desire to find a church like Kaleo, where I agree, like we didn't think a church like Kaleo existed. Um, I am a middle school teacher, so I have taught here for four years, and I was talking with Joshua and I'm like, how come my community that I teach, like the people I work with, the students I work with Monday through Friday doesn't look like the community I'm surrounding myself with on Sunday. And that got us really thinking like we were in a very white church and we were like, this isn't the community we want to be in. This is also not the community we feel like is gonna be something we wanna raise our kids in. And so we were looking for that multi-ethnic church. We were looking for a community that represented um, what we believe in as, as a couple, but also what we believe in what heaven's going to look like, what Jesus wants um, like us to be surrounding ourselves with. Does this place exist? We, we really just like sat down and we were thinking, like, does this place exist? We came to Kaleo and immediately we were like, okay, like we're looking around. We're like, this is the first thing. I think it was um, the first Sunday we came here. Um, it was Chris preaching and he that was like your always opening statement is like, this is the multi-ethnic community of Jesus. And I'm like, this is exactly like, I just remember us looking at each other like, this is what we were looking for. Um, and we stuck around because not only were Aaron and Chris, and then at the time Chase was also a pastor, like every Sunday we were walking away and we could actually feel like we were learning something. We were a part of a community. We were, um, not embarrassed like that was a huge thing I'm like I would be embarrassed if my students saw me at a church where it just it was just perpetuating white supremacy what Aaron mentioned earlier like if you are not actively fighting against white supremacy in your church then you are perpetuating it and we knew that we wanted to be a part of fighting against white supremacy um, and like Aaron mentioned uh, we have a baby due in June and we're really thinking about like how are we going to be raising our kid to actively be anti-racist and how are we actively fighting against white supremacy and we can truly say that Kaleo is a community that is doing that um, through our book clubs through um, just the educational um, and one of the biggest things that we always talk about is like 
we want to make sure that everyone here feels understood and everyone here feels like they do have a voice, specifically our people of color. And so while we are white people and we, we are usually not a part of like these stories, we love that because we love hearing from our community members of color and we want to be a part of that continually. And it's rare to find spaces like that, unfortunately. And so I'm really glad to be a part of, we're glad to be a part of a space that is actively working towards that. And I hope that one day there's more spaces like this. That's the goal, right? Uh, is that there's more and more spaces like this. And now I can actually talk to my students about like, yeah, like when they ask like, where do you go to church and stuff? Like, what do you, like where do you go? I'm like, I can be proud of the community that I'm a part of. I can be proud of what I am learning to help my students. So I'm not just a white woman who's teaching students of color and I'm not actively helping them. I'm not actively giving them, like um, praising their voices. I'm not actively lifting them up. Uh, I don't wanna be that white teacher doing that. I wanna be a white teacher who gives them the platform to use their voices. I wanna make sure that I'm not contributing to um, systemic racism in our education system, which is another conversation for another time. I, I know we don't have much time here, but um, we're just really, really grateful to be a part of a community that we're, we're, we're proud to be a part of. And we're proud of a community here at Kaleo that is doing really good things in the city and uh, beyond. Um, and we're just really grateful that Chris and Aaron have given us this space to show up as we are and show up um, to help each other. And yeah, do you want to add anything? Not that I can think of. I mean, um, like I mentioned, kind of coming with some some spiritual baggage. I think that's also just one of the the most relieving things coming here on Sunday evenings, and um, is not not leaving with that bag feeling heavier <laughs> than when we walked in the doors, uh, but usually feeling lighter. I think is really important. Uh, and only other thing I'll I'll add, um, kind of talking about my mom earlier, uh, working in a in a church back in Milwaukee, um, something that she has to get asked all the time. Um, I'm one of four boys, and we're all all still active in the church, which I think is kind of rare. And my mom kind of gets asked. She's like, "Well, how like how do you like your young people, your young adults? Like, why are they still active in the church?" And I think that finding a church like Kaleo is the only reason I am <laughs> uh, finding a church that that cares about people, that um, that loves people, that shares a meal, that's flexible, that you're not going to get hit with the, oh, we didn't see you the past two weeks. Uh, where you been? You don't get hit with the, uh, the old uh, Christian guilt uh, or anything like that. And I think continuously knowing that Kaleo, as a little C church, is fighting to fix some of the wrongs of the big C church, uh, especially towards communities of color and especially towards um, people who have been damaged by the church is something that's really important to me and makes me really proud to be a part of this place. Um, and yeah, so that's just a little, that's the, uh, the Sparknotes version <laughs> of why we love coming here. But uh, again, thank you, Aaron and Chris, for letting us share tonight. And um, yeah, if anybody has any questions, just find us after. Yeah, of course, of course.
Um, I hope that you, when you hear these stories, um, I love that you guys are having a baby and that that's just really cool. But I hope that when you hear these stories that you are also seeing yourself in what they're saying because uh, the community is not Chris and I, although like, thank you for your kind words, but also like the community is you. The community is each and every one of you and the pews that sit around a table and share a meal that listen to the lived experiences of the people that are sitting to your left, to your right, in front and behind. Um, so as these stories continue, see yourself and what these people are sharing.